love you, bro. She's such a You know what kind of feels nice is like the Raptors lost last week, but like the Clippers also lost. The Clippers lost also, which and is Boston like, is down 0-2. Yeah, Marcus Smart's having a fucking aneurysm in the locker room. I heard. Yeah, apparently I think, him and Jalen Brown were like had to be separated. Yeah, like screaming and like throwing shit, which makes me so happy. I fucking hate Marcus. I Smart. hate Marcus Smart. I hate every Boston sports franchise. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of the worst, except the Red Sox because they're kind of shitty right now. Um, but what I was gonna say, yeah, is like, I mean, I don't feel bad about any of the teams like exiting this year. Like the Leafs obviously sucked, but like the Raptors, they're still the high of the championship. Watching Kawhi go down with like a super unlikable Clippers team. And then yeah. still, like, having, like, a lot of hope for the Raptors' future is, like, I don't know, man. It feels nice to just, like, go into an offseason and be like, yeah, we got sports back, which is more than any of us, I think, expected this year. But, like, Jays are in a playoff spot, which is crazy, even though they're getting fucking blown out left and right right now. Uh, they've lost their last four games, and they've given up, I think, like, 48 runs in their last four games or something ridiculous. It's really bad. Um, but, yeah, I'm so optimistic. I hope you guys are, too. I am I'm just watching so the NBA optimistic. playoffs. I'm not watching the Jays. Uh, you're a traitor, man. That's fine. Mm. Yeah, I I will be optimistic when the Jays make it. I'll be, I'll definitely watch when they make the playoffs. I'll admit it. I'll bandwagon. Whatever. I'll take it. But just uh, like 2015, baby. Let's go. Well, 2015, I didn't bandwagon. I watched it before they were good. Yeah, it's true. We were honest. there. We were there for the uh, Kevin Pillar empty parks. Wall game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, we were there for empty parks. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not. You were pre bandwagon. You were like. You were like. One foot in, and then your both feet went in after July. Yeah, after the trade deadline, it was just a tip, and then it was full full hog after and that. And then you're full wow. in. Yeah, you're going to playoff games left and right. You were there for the Baffle game, like full on. Wow. Yeah, that was great. Um, everybody, welcome to the Slice Podcast. Uh, if you don't already know, my name is Ortega. I'm joined by Shane. Hey, Gabby. I'm Shane. Hello. I just wanted them to like. I wanted people to associate your. Yeah, man, with your for names, sure, dude. You know? Love I just it. needed them to know that. I so, love it, dude. I love it. Uh, it's nice to see you guys. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago. How we wanted to be a little bit more structured and make sure that we introduce ourselves. So we're going to be super mindful of doing that now, which is awesome. Um, you can listen to us everywhere on every Wednesday ish. I'm going to say because it's been a little bit kind of all over the place lately. But hopefully, it's going to be the same day going forward. Hump day. Um, we, Hump day, yeah, hump day. Makes sense. Our weekly special, our hump day special, right? You want the boys on hump day. I get it. I do. I just Ferda. want the boys, and then I want the boys on Ferda. The, yeah. Can I just point out really quick? The audience can't see us, but I'm in the middle of you guys on my screen, and I, you both have clear glasses on, and I don't, and I feel <laughs> left out. FOMO. It's like copy-paste on the top and bottom of me. You guys look like brothers. We are brothers. We are brothers. Because I, I messaged him the same picture. I'm like, can we be twins? And... We had a laugh about it, so. That's and then cute. I laughed about how much more he spent on his glasses than I did, even though they look almost identical, but it's okay. It's all the good. The quality man. I is feel different. good, man. You know, I want to feel good. It is. But. My, my, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could have bought a PlayStation 5 for the Pisces glasses, probably, but I it's could, okay, man. could have. Yeah, you could have. You could have finished God of War. Uh, <laughs> fucking Gabby, man. So what's up with you guys? What's been what's been the new what's been the new? Can thing I finish my intro? Doing? I worked on the alliteration so much. All right, do it, oh, yeah. bro. Give them, Are you give ready them for this? I'm yeah. ready. Welcome to the Slice Podcast, where we talk about pizza pints, pixels, pictures, pop culture, and I don't have one for music yet, but music. Pop culture can fall into a lot of things, right? So Yeah. 
I can work on it. And but things that was and, a good and beats like that make you move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Man. And it's percussion. Good. You should say percussion. Percussion. Yes. Oh my god. I'm the king of alliteration. Let's be honest here, guys. I mean, I brought six of the seven to the table, but it's Shane fine. is like the king of claiming things. That's that what he's the king. He is, of. dude. Everything is through Shane. He's <laughs> everything. Like the fucking, he's the bottleneck of everything. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Hundred percent. I Except hope the audience clear out glasses, there apparently. can hear my tongue flicking in my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is good to see you guys. I know it's been a while, but yeah. Um, what have you guys been doing lately? Anything new? I've been grind. I've been grinding away uh, Avengers, which got its first like big uh, fix today, which is nice. Nice. Um, and then grinding away at MOB as well, and finishing Ghost Tsushima. I got a lot of gaming on the go right now, but yeah, I love Tsushima, man. I finally gave like a like a significant amount of time into it, and I really see like I see the appeal of it. The combat's really rewarding. Started unlocking some of the uh, like the new stances, like the water stance. Nice. Um, and like actually finding collectibles and just like reading some of the codex and stuff like that. I'm really enjoying it. It's uh it's great. I see why you were so high on it, Chain. Yeah, I definitely beat it hundred percent. So I'm glad we got <laughs> over that on. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking Shane. I Did you actually beat it? Broken. No, he didn't, dude. Oh There's my god. Not even close. I finally started Umbrella Academy season two, which is pretty good. Oh, so I finished far. it. Yeah, I, I'm, that, I think yeah. I'm like six episodes in. I'm really enjoying it. And then I'll watch The Boys after I'm finished that. Um, I just started The Boys, too. I started the first season. I love it. I think it's I think it's so fucking good. The first two episodes are so good. I can't wait. Yeah, that's been probably the biggest thing I've um, been doing. And aside from my glasses broke like early last week, which sent me back some dollars. And I had to wear my sunglasses for a little bit, which was not <laughs> ideal. But um I finally got new glasses, and then I got LASIK. I guess, um, and then my daughter started kindergarten, so that's been my Aww, update. So that's so good. From yeah, home? man. No, she's like going to school. Oh, she's going. Wow. Eh? Yeah. So she, it's been two days. So they did a staggered start because her last name starts with S. She started yesterday, and then she was there today as well. So what's her last name? Spider Man. Okay. Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, yeah, it. no, it's been good. She's Step having a fun. Teacher, her teacher has been saying that she was she's really good and very, very receptive and really social. So she didn't cry, which is great. I did because I'm a bitch. But <laughs> um, I I have been watching the Leprechaun movies, which are absolutely terrible, and I do not wish them upon anybody. They're some of the worst films I've ever seen. I've been watching those. How um, many are there? Just out of curiosity, nine, I think. I've how how far are you There's, into them? I'm on. Uh, movie three so there's leprechaun leprechaun two leprechaun three uh leprechaun a new hope no leprechaun uh, in space <laughs> leprechaun in space what leprechaun goes to the hood leprechaun back to the hood leprechaun origins like it's it's pretty Origin heavy sounds interesting yeah the spread the movie spread on it is from like their 90s 93 was the first one it actually starred jennifer aniston and the the most current one was from two years ago so it's been that long. What was that one called? The 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 latest one? I think the yeah. Leprechaun Returns. Oh my god. They're just like like Batman movies and like different titles from like different franchises and yeah. just mash them together. But like the, the Leprechaun A doesn't have an Irish accent. Uh B is Warwick Davis. So if anyone's familiar who with with who Warwick Davis is, he's like a short British gentleman, a, a little person. And um he has this obsession with shining shoes. So like 
they'll the way that they like defend themselves is they throw shoes in the dirt and then he has to like run over and clean them so he's like scrubbing them and like he's like <laughs> well he's cleaning them it's really so disturbing strange. dude <laughs> it's really really strange that's so disturbing on but so yeah, many levels I've, I've been doing that um watching taskmaster again going through that um i finished uh, a show called woke which i definitely recommend it's a hulu original um it's about a uh, black cartoonist who ends up getting misidentified by the police and attacked. And then he becomes woke to like the social scene because he's a cartoonist. He's been making cartoons um, without like the black experience inter- integrated into them. So he's, he tries to stay out of um, picking a side. Um, and then after he becomes woke, like inanimate objects start talking to him and he starts becoming more like in line with like, making his stuff more racially um, charged to, to push forward things. It's, it's actually really funny and really well done. Um, it's like nine or 10 episodes. It stars Blake Anderson as well. Who's the guy with curly hair from um, workaholics. Um, so, Oh, I saw the preview for that. I know what's your, it's not Blake about. Anderson. It's one of the guys from it. Yeah. But I definitely give it a shot. It's, it's really funny. So I've been doing that. Um, other, other than that, um, I started drinking, carbonated water i don't know if i've talked about that yet i think you have me I too think, i think you have that's uh, a big thing for me so it is for me too mm, yeah it's exciting nice. I, I, congrats yeah. guys cheers Thank you, dude i feel fancy yeah I, this is you definitely talked about it on the last episode because you had a san benedito uh san benedetto or whatever yeah it's called. he did yeah. italy's finest italy's finest all right oh. so here's an up here's an up, uh, update on the leprechaun series um it's promising you ready yeah the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes was Leprechaun Returns from 2018, and it's holding. It's currently holding 44%, which is Ooh, better than movies world. such as Justice League, the non <laughs> Green Lantern. Uh, oh, man, the shot's fired. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of movies that, that – okay, but here's the, here's the bad news, is that four of the movies in the series out of eight – are currently sitting at zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's so. So fifty percent of this series is has, just hasn't had a sing, single positive review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's concerning, but yeah. I mean, it's on the come up. Forty-four on the last one. We might get a fifty-two on the next one. It's big nice. things. It's like my dad's favorite movie series for some reason, and they're that's terrible. Embarrassing, dude. That is. Yeah. yeah. It goes for said... him like it's like Rocky, Leprechaun. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can't wait till the Creed equivalent of the Rocky movies comes out. And he's like, oh, yeah, Michael B. Leprechaun. Jordan's in Leprechaun now. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be called like Blarney Stone or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh Which is God. a great pun on, on Rocky because the Blarney Stone is a rock in Ireland that you have to kiss for good luck. Anyways, that, that is my week. Nice. Or weeks. 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 Sweet. I think the Leprechaun movies would be better if they were actually about a leper who was a con artist rather than like an oh avid my Leprechaun. God, I would want to watch that. That's that seems oddly insensitive. All right. So <laughs> I think when you said I, I think it it's time appet- for uh, Shane to serve up the appetizer, my friends. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's bring it to the appetizer. Okay, I'm going to pose a question to you guys. I'm going to ask you something. You can think about it. And so you, just to give you guys some context, we're we're trying a new format out, and we're breaking 
down the show. So the the appetizer essentially is going to be like a icebreaker fun question, just so people are listening. No, what, okay. Thanks for thanks, thanks for breaking for, the fourth wall yeah. there, Gabby. I'm gonna Gabby, uh, thanks. edit that out. Thank I, you. I figured people would kind of understand when I'm explaining. I'm, I'm just ask saying, you guys a man. Question. I'm just saying, man. Look, man, you get clear glasses here. It doesn't mean you have to be clear with the audience. Okay? I, yeah. I am. Gotta, I, I did get wiser today. Plus ten to wisdom. So Budweiser. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> anyways, so what my question. My question to you guys I don't know if is: What is the most feminine thing that you do that you are not ashamed of? The most feminine thing I do. What is the most feminine thing you do that you are not ashamed of? Well, oh, let's say. Let me ask you guys this then. I don't know if this qualifies, but I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say it anyway. When singing a song, the <laughs> girl parts, I always sing them as if I'm a girl. <laughs> And I have no shame in doing it. And Kara fucking hates it when I do it. Can you give us an example live on the air? Just like any female song. So like, like The Boy Is Mine, you're singing both parts. You're not taking a break. Yeah, I'm not taking a break. And then like at the same time, like any Katy Perry song, I sing with a high-pitched voice. So I just, my question... I just sing them as if I'm... Yeah, like, I don't know. Just like How does in my it work head, on... I want to like... Do make my voice sound like their voice how does it work on duets like baby it's cold outside like that's what i was gonna say is that what you're gonna ask okay cool yeah do you do you go to the i don't have any samples but i just i just wanted to share that that's the first thing that came to my head so let's say you're listening to evanescence bring me to life are you singing the guy's part which is obviously the best part of that song are you singing his part or are you singing the wake me from the dark? I'm doing Which like part both. Are you singing? I go back and forth, dude. I go all out, dude. Okay. What if it's overlapping? Like if there's like a harmony between a guy and a girl singer, do you sing the girl's part or the guy's part? It's hard. To, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not in that moment right now, but I just wanted to share the first thing that came to my head. That's fair. Well, I'll take it. Daniel, do you have one? I have so many questions. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a technique for getting your voice higher pitched? I just it just comes out naturally, dude. I don't know. Mm. Like if we want, we can like call Kara and she can give us her input. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll try and sneak some some footy from Kara of you singing uh, naked with an apron on. Oh I no, please, dear God, not the yeah. not the dick bib. Uh, Daniel, what are you... <laughs> Gabby, I'm looking forward to, and I, I mean this in the most respectful way. I like, I hope those photos, if if by chance something happens to you one day and we're at your funeral, oh and if God. those photos are on like your reel, and it'll be like, remember Gabby as he lived, and it's you singing in the kitchen with your apron on, or like you running with no pants on the first time that you won a game in 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 uh, PUBG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's just so many good moments that could be documented and cataloged. I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't look forward to that day. I'm just saying if it happens, that would be a a nice little Easter egg. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you. I love you. I feel like I'd want that at my my wake or my funeral or whatever you want to call it. Just a bunch of funny photos of me. That's fair. In my prime. But yeah, on a on a more fun note, (laughs) 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 Ortega, do you want to share the the, your answer to the question? (laughs) Um I don't, I don't know. I don't know what something like I don't I don't know how to define something that's like feminine. Which is a great approach to not step on toes. If we're talking about this is my so- disclaimer. society's traditional confines. Because here at the Slice, we don't believe in toxic masculinity, gender norms, and what society is telling us that men and women should act like. But we want to talk about the way that society deems it for us. What is one thing that you do 
that you're not ashamed of? Did you just change the question? Like, are you talking about anything in general now that I'm no. not ashamed of or no, specifically no. still around what you asked? Okay. Yeah, specifically. Um, yeah. I guess I stand pretty like effeminately sometimes, but I don't feel like I'm not <laughs> embarrassed by mean? it. Like you stick out your bum? Yeah, but like like way more than I should. Yeah, but it's also because your ass crack starts halfway up your back. I'm so confused right now. Yeah, but I guess like I don't know. It's just kind of like I, I I don't know. I emulate like if I see somebody standing in like really really awkward heels, and like that's funny to me. I'll just stand like that to make other people uncomfortable. But I assume the people that don't know me might see me standing like that. And be like, why is that dude standing like that? That's super weird. So Shane, you th- you've definitely seen me do it, like where I'm like hands on hips, and I'm of like, of course, all my hands are on my hips too. all the time. No, Mine your hand is no, behind you're... the lower of your back. One hand behind the lower of your back, me, and you stick your gut out. Yeah, 100%. I, this is how I. This is how it, like, I, yeah, it's like, exactly. yeah, but see, like I don't, I love how your belly's <laughs> oh just sticking out of the God. bottom of your shirt right now, dude. It's just like this is what I do, right? Oh but I'll do God. like this, like I'll be like, yeah, for the fans I'll, like, out there, just stand like that, like They're... just kind of off to the side. Yeah, they both have their hands on their hips. Is that are... feminine, though? No. But that's all Daniel can think of. So we're going to have to go with it. I The only reason I say it's feminine is because like, I see people that are in like heels standing like that. And I'm like, that looks ridiculous. How does that look comfortable? And then I, I try to do that because I think it makes people uncomfortable. I, I have another one I, and that just came to, my, to me. Okay. Is it? Share it. I don't know if I should. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't. I I prefer peeing sitting down. <laughs> oh, I so do I. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's great. It started off as just like a morning thing, like if I had my coffee, but it's like developed oh. into like if it's pretty much any time of the day, I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I sit down? That's that's fair. I sit doing anything. Like, why would you not just yeah, sit down doing it's it? It's efficient. It's quiet. It's non intrusive. <laughs> it's a nice little whisper. Instead a of like splattery a sometimes, if you're yeah. not focused, yeah. that's that would be my my two for sure. I think it's more so because you want to play Hearthstone, even on a quick pee. No, I mean sometimes, but not really. I just like catching up on my social when I'm on in the toilet. You know, that's fair. In the bathroom, in the loo. I, I think, think for f- me, it's it's like you, you when you sit down, you kind of just get to like you don't know if there's going to be a surprise if you sit long enough. You know. Mm. Like you're like I came mm. to pee, but I don't know. That's not I can't. Mm. I mean, you I speak for yourself. Plans. Kinder for, surprise. That's, yeah, that's just my experience. Like, yeah, I was I was exactly kinder surprise. Like, I'll sit down and I'll be like about ten minutes in, I'll be like, man, I'm really glad I sat down. Hmm. I I think for me as well. Also, another reason why I do it is just like it, it's almost like an escape where I can hide for a little bit, you know, and like not have to like. Can't wait till Kara hears this. Being yeah. a parent for ten <laughs> yeah, minutes. Being an adult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why there's piss all over your floor, right? You blame oh, it on your kids man. and it's all you. Over the floor. Oh, that's me, actually. Every time I've gone to Gabby's house, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're still well, what about you, Shane? What's I think your, mine mine are answer? pretty evident. I'm very open about it. Number one I would say is like crying during shows. Oh, that I cry all the don't, time. Too. Don't need to be cried at, like crying during MasterChef Australia. Um, I think people would label that as feminine. I love buying flowers. I think that would be labeled as as being feminine and talking openly about my feelings. I think as well is not necessarily something that society would deem as like a macho dude thing. So maybe that's the better way to frame the question: is like, what's the like the the least like macho things that you do? Maybe. I cry all the time, man. Yeah, it's great. We yeah. just want you to know that we're here for you at the slice. We feel it. <laughs> 
we're we into feel. another M- or except M- for Daniel, he just he'll just mock how you're standing when you're talking to <laughs> talking to. Just if you can't wear those heels, why do you have to stand like that to compensate? <laughs> oh my god, crab walking! But yeah, I I think the, I think those are things that you know we all do that. I think might be a little odd to some people, uh, judging by their societal norms, but it's nice to share those things and get to know each other on a deeper level and not be scared to talk about how you pee sitting down. <laughs> no shame, man. Whatever. I do is it, it every day or is it just like... I, it's every, every pee. Every pee. Every pee. Every pee. Every pee. If, but only, only if there's a urinal... I'm, there's no way I'm sitting down. I don't, say, if there's a urinal, I'm sitting on the urinal. I, and I, I don't, in the I don't have to worry about aiming and like making a mess. Let's get it. You know. Well, you do. But, well, you do like one of those like the the troughs or whatever they're called, where like it's just everybody peeing into and there's like ice. communal area, and there's like ice. I don't know, man. I think you f- didn't have those in like elementary school, where you just kind of like you just kind of line up around the, the one elementary thing like school. Oh, look, the the, the the ones where there's like long. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, dude, there used to be like these like weird troughs, like literally yeah. like a trough, and you piss yeah, in a trough. It's like that just... in the Sky Dome. Yeah, it's like that in the Sky. It's super weird. I don't love it. It's like on the wall, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what. Cool. I, if I'm a guest in someone's house, I'm squatting. That's usually how it goes. You mean your cheeks aren't touching my my seat? No, no. Like I'm 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 peeing sitting down, except your house, because I want to look at the picture of myself that you have on the wall. But like, if I'm a guest in someone's house, then I'm gonna sit because I want it to be a nice little whisper. I don't want it to be a yell. So that's my secret. Nice. Yeah, and that kind of does it, I guess, for the appetizer. Should we move on to the main course? What's fresh out of the oven today? Fresh out of the oven. We got a few things that are in the oven that are cooking up right now. First They can't off, be cooking anymore if they're coming fresh out of the oven though, Gabby. So we have we have out? three we have three headlines. <laughs> Y'all can help me with the second one a little bit. But the the first one essentially is IKEA and Republic of Gamers have announced that they have uh, I guess a line of IKEA furniture or whatever. We don't really so know. So they're gonna exactly have gaming centric furniture. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, I'm a big fan of IKEA, even though they're they're known to like their quality isn't the greatest, but it's affordable. It looks good for the most part. It's launching first in China and then coming to North America and other markets later 2021. You got it, October 2021, fall 2021. Yeah. They said, yeah, they're collaborating a lot lately. Like they're doing a Lego collaboration. They collaborated with Sonos this year. Mm-hmm. They collaborated didn't with. They, um, didn't they collaborate Off-White? with some hype? Yeah, Off White. It was some what hype beast brand did they? Collaborate it wasn't. With? It wasn't just. Oh yeah, it no, was, it was, was Off White. They had a full thing. Yeah, with Virgil. That was just Virgil Abloh. It wasn't Off White. It was just Virgil Abloh, wasn't it? I thought it was off white. No, because there was a the, the, remember the carpet that I won, Shane. That was yeah. an off white, like like branded carpet. It definitely was off white. Oh, I don't know, but I still hate you for winning that. Standing in front of me, one spot separated me from winning a raffle for once, and I still couldn't do it. Ortega wins everything though, so yeah, that might have been the craziest raffle win I've ever had ever. I think that was like one where I expected nothing, and then it ended up happening. It was so strange. Mm-hmm. It was can wild. You, can you see yourself picking up something from this collection? If you like it, probably. No, for me. No, eh? No. Gaming-centric furniture is not my is not my style. It depends what it is. Like, I think, like, I'm not going to buy a gaming chair. But, like, if there's something that's, like, a small that can just, like, I don't know, something that's ergonomic that could just, like, support if I'm gaming for a longer period of time. Like, yeah. maybe. It just depends on what it is. Like, we really don't know what it is yet, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just interested to see what it is. 
that's like my biggest thing. And if I like it, maybe I'll pick something up. I actually just recently just bought a gaming chair, mainly for Brooklyn, but I love sitting in it. It's freaking awesome. It's freaking awesome. It's li- it's literally life changing. I'm not gonna lie. Do you sit in it with clothes on or without? Uh, my windows upstairs don't have curtains, so I gotta be dressed. Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't see the problem, but okay. Um, <laughs> what else we got? So, I mean, quite literally out of the oven, Travis Scott collaborated with, uh, with, um, McDonald's. another collaboration. Yeah. Um, In another twist of events, Travis Scott has collaborated with another gigantic corporation, further solidifying that he has sold out big time. And what does that mean? What, what do you mean by sold out? What has he sold out on? He sold Stuff his image, sold man. He's, he just sold himself. He's no longer Travis Scott. He's a brand and he's his brand. Like, so the difference being for me is like you have Kanye West. Yeah. Who has Yeezy brand. Right? Okay. And it says Yeezy on it. Sure. Travis Scott stuff says Travis Scott on it. It's not okay. like he has Cactus Jack, which is his clothing brand. But this this isn't Cactus Jack and McDonald's. This is Travis Scott and McDonald's. So he's basically sold himself as the product. So he's out and it's just like when he went to Fortnite and did the Fortnite stuff. And like he continually is making money, which is great for him and pushing the boundaries of what you thought collaboration could be and integration. But at the end of the day, that makes you, in my mind, sell out. It doesn't mean that I won't listen to your music. It just means that like I'm not going to go hunting for your stuff like i'm not gonna go looking for travis scott merch like he launched a fucking mcdonald's tray a mcdonald's what sorry tray a tray like a tray like a like a tray, like a cup tray? mcdonald's he had like a chicken a, nugget pillow dude yeah a cup tray or talking about like a tray where you like, no, like put a tray, tray, like, on a tray. It. like a plastic tray, a tray. tray yeah who do you think is the winner here in this collaboration mcdonald's right no mm-hmm. i think well i think it's both well mcdonald's is a multi-billion dollar brand without i, Travis I Scott. feel like i feel like i love this collaboration i thought it was really fun dude to be honest but i'm not attached to travis scott i guess like the way you guys are or could have been but yeah i'm not i'm not in the way that i'm like oh i can't believe he did that like if i look at travis scott he's every he's just doing anything he loved growing up he's just looking for a way to work with them what's and wrong with just that doing though that. It's not that there's something wrong with that. It still lands you a classification. It doesn't mean that that classification is wrong or that classification is right. I just think there's a tasteful way to go about things. And sometimes there's a not necessarily a execution. <laughs> Yo, the McDonald's is pretty tasteful. I'm not going to lie, dude. I don't. Okay. So like, let me solidify my stance on it. Like I agree with Shane in that like, it's kind of in a traditional way, it's a sellout, but I also think that it's like, it's mutually beneficial for both of them. And I think Travis Scott's like earned it. Like he's become like probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest superstar in his particular field. Um, just from doing like the work that he's doing with, uh, Nike and the work that he's doing with, uh, like Fortnite. Like it was pretty cool that he was able to bring a concert to life in Fortnite McDonald's is a, like a massive food brand food. Like the fact that he had a day dedicated to him and like a bag was made, like those are huge moves for an artist. Like I yeah. can appreciate that and I don't hold it against him. Like if I was given those opportunities and I was a massive superstar, I'd probably do the same thing, especially <laughs> yeah. if I ate McDonald's and I played Fortnite and I wore Nikes growing up, you know? So I think I, I see where Shane's coming from. It just kind of sucks. Cause it also like dilutes his image just as like, as Travis Scott. Like I remember Travis Scott being, the artist that was producing on cruel winter and his Kanye is like, like understudy in a lot of ways. And now he's at a point where like, he'll sell anything with his name on it from a chicken nugget pillow to a McDonald's tray to 
Fortnite guns that are in collaboration with Nerth. But at the end of the day, like people are buying this stuff and, and he's making it available to anybody that wants it. So it's really hard to hate him for it because he's 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 not limiting supply. He gives people 24 hours to buy this stuff. Um, if it was something where it was just on a very, very limited basis, maybe I'd have different feelings about it. But he really is like letting people get the stuff that that has his branding on it. So more power to him. I don't have a problem with it. I wish it came to Canada. I probably would have gone and got the Travis Scott meal just to, you know, to, just to do it. Yeah. Um, but it literally unfortunately, was nothing different. It. It's nothing different. No, he, 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 it's 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 that that's beyond the point, though, Shane. I think I, I think. But that's what I mean. It's like Ortega going knows. to get the going to get the the meal. Like if they would have made that a different experience, different bag, different box. Different they had a different everything. bag and different box. It didn't have either of them. Yeah, it did. It had a, he had a bag. He no, had a, he had from, a dedicated cactus chat bag. From what I saw in the reviews from it, the people were like, "No, I didn't get anything." Maybe they ran out of the the. It could the be. Bags. It could also be just because their franchise. McDonald's, yeah. right? But but like to me it just seems like he's created where not sorry, not really created, but he's now at a point where you put his name on anything and it's like hype, right? So he's created all this hype around going to McDonald's and McDonald's doesn't even really need that, but now everyone wants to go to fucking McDonald's who's a kid and kids already love McDonald's, so it is what it is. I think it's fun. I think it's great. Good for him. I think it's cool. Like it's just like if you guys are the ones saying it where he's he's finding like endorsements and collaborations for things that he loved gro- doing growing up and i don't know I, I i think that's cool that he's doing that and he's like he's not he's like embracing where he's where he came from and and all that stuff so i feel like i would do the same thing as well so yeah and i, I to be clear like i didn't buy anything from it because i'm like meh it is what it is but at the end of the day, like I like, I can appreciate that it, it's added more power to his brand. It added more visibility, and kids went out to go and see Travis Scott. Like he was at a McDonald's, I think, in Houston, um, and was able to like meet fans and stuff like that. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. So more power to you, Travis. Like do your thing, man. Like it's it's awesome to have seen you growing to this extent, um, from you know, Al Pharaoh and working again as like a Kanye understudy on Good Music almost ten years ago. So it's great to see, man. Um. Speaking of Kanye's understudy, I guess that's kind of our third uh, fresh out of the oven item is that uh, Kanye is on another Twitter rant again, uh, this time uh, probably on, on a more favorable topic than maybe his past few, which have really you know irked many, many people, myself included. Um, but this time he's tackling the music industry and tackling um, um, just unfair contracts and has compared the music in- industry's uh, contract structure to slavery. Uh, he posted... Um, files of his 10 contracts with, I think, Universal and with Def Jam. And oh, I heard about really, this, yeah. He's taken a really active step in, step in just, um, you know, stepping up and trying to speak for artists and trying to get people fair deals. He actually just tweeted before we started recording that he's going to, it's it's on his priority list to make sure that uh, Taylor Swift gets her master's um, because Scooter is a friend of his and he wants to make sure that like artists are giving, are getting what they're owed. You guys may have heard last year, Travis, or not Travis Scott, sorry, Taylor Swift was having uh, a huge dispute and was potentially going to re-record some of her songs because she doesn't own the masters to her original song. So a lot of exploitation in the music industry and stuff like that, but Kanye is kind of tackling it um, on Twitter openly. He was actually banned on Twitter two days ago because he posted one of a, an exec, I think, at either Sony or Universal's no, uh, phone number. Was it Forbes? Yeah, and he said, if you want to contact a white supremacist, here's the number. And it was a yeah. contact card for, I think, the editor of Forbes or one yeah. of the people from Forbes. So supporting doxing, which is probably not a good look for Kanye. But um, Kanye does as Kanye does on Twitter. So he's pretty open and doesn't really play by anybody's rules, which is why he got banned for a day. Controversial um, take really quick. Yeah, Kanye cool. West is hip-hop's Donald Trump. 
Yeah. I thought about that in the car the other day while I was driving. I mean, he models him. He appreciates the approach, right? And he like, that's a literally lot what, what he's doing. He recorded a video of him pissing on his Grammy and posted it on Twitter, actively pissing on his video, this guy not a is photo. Literally losing a video. his fucking mind, man. Yeah, I think it's an easy thing to say though, like because he's not. Hey, he's all, don't be like he has mental issues. Like that's I don't think that's up for dispute. Like he's acknowledged them, but I don't think when you approach something like that, like I, I just think that this is a way that he denounces certain things, like. He went on Sway's show and freaked out how many years ago about his involvement in like fa- fashion and stuff like that. Him pissing on a Grammy is not that far fetched for me. Like I, ju- I, that's something that I would expect Kanye West to do if an artist was to do it. You know, um, the the one thing that I do have a problem with is that he's advocating for all of this kind of stuff, but he also owns a label that has signed artists to to these kinds of contracts and has exploited them before. Um, so I think he needs to maybe take a look at himself and see the way that maybe he's been um, perpetuating some of this, these practices throughout the industry. There's a couple of things that I've seen online about, you know, whether he was privy to what he was doing and, you know, obviously you work with lawyers and you're setting up people's contracts, but um, I think Kanye does owe a lot of his own artists an apology. Um, and he owes people like Mason apology who he's ripped for, you know, taking paths out of their contracts or, um, or, you know, keeping artists like designer at bay by signing them into deals that were not beneficial and artist centric. So I think it's a good moment. It should be a moment of reflection for him, but I do appreciate the fact that he is stepping up and speaking for people deserving to get their masters back. Cause music, the music industry is fucked, man. And it, it, it really is like, if you look at the kind of deals that people are signing, it's really terrible. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I'm sure there will be no, uh, I'm sure we will tackle Kanye's next inevitable, um, controversy rant breakdown whatever you want to call it at some point in the near future but that's it that's what's yeah. what's out of the oven this week dudes yeah three headlines. that taste hit it bang 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 <laughs> i loved it it was great you heard it here tasted first. like a travis scott meal brought to you by mcdonald's i really want donald McDonald's trump right now, dude i'm not gonna is kanye west hip-hop's kanye west let's do cool. it Cool. So we also had an eventful week um, from literally an event that happened. Actually, there were a couple of events this week, but um, Shane, what's on the menu today, man? Today, we are going to talk the PS5 Sony recap. Sony hosted an event in which they announced some things that were coming out for the PlayStation. It was very excited. Daniel was very excited for it. Gabby, not so much. Huge controversy. I'd love to hear your takes on it. Go ahead, Daniel. What's the controversy? But okay, I'll take my take. But um, yeah, I mean, it was good to see kind of Sony come out and and I I feel like they they did everything that they needed to do. I thought it was a great presentation. I loved it. Um, just in terms of you know what they showed off the the new content that's coming. So you know, leading the show with Final Fantasy sixteen and uh, and them getting console exclusivity back to that, I think is pretty uh, pretty substantial given that the last major. Final Fantasy mainline titles have all been uh, cross-platform, so that's a pretty big uh, get for Sony. Um, obviously, it sucks that the Xbox gamers that have been enjoying Final Fantasy for the last couple of um, mainline titles for the last seven or eight or whatever amount of years, I think dating back to 13, uh, won't get the opportunity to play them. But um, but I do think it's a big get for Sony just as a business move to, to realign with you know some of the great work that they've done with Sony Square Enix in the past. Um, I don't know how I feel about the setting of the game yet, but I'm curious to learn more about it. It kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy XII, which was one of the um, more underrated Final Fantasies, in my opinion. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see that. And then Ifrit had a pretty cool reveal in the trailer. The trailer's really, really uh, good looking. So uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it yet, Gabby. Have you? Yeah, okay. So it, it was... Um, 
it was a good way to lead the show. I think that's kind of where I can leave that. Um, watching, see, finally seeing Miles gameplay looked amazing. The ray tracing on his suit looked amazing. Um, it looks like more of what I loved about Spider-Man PS4, uh, which is awesome to see. We also learned a little bit of details um, about what that's going to look like in terms of upgrading from the PS4, um, because it will be coming to PS4, as will some other PS5 previously announced PS5 titles. Um, and that's I mean, we'll talk. I'll talk about that after. But uh, the show itself, I thought, was good. Like those are the main things that I looked for. Um, Harry Potter RPG that's been rumored for a long time has has finally been announced. Um, we saw uh, Demon Souls gameplay, which looked absolutely uh, amazing for for a game that I really loved on the PS3 and that I haven't really seen in a long time. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't look like it's a, it'll be coming to PS4. So that's specifically built for the PS5, which is why I think it looked a little bit more. Um, next Jenny, so to speak, than than uh, maybe Miles and some of the other games that we saw, um, and that was pretty much it. And then, of course, we got the the reveal of the release date and and the pricing and and all that kind of fun stuff uh, at the end of the of the conference. But those are the big things that I really took away from it. Um, I have to say, like, given how much time that they had from when they announced the PS5 back in June, or sorry, they announced like the look of the PS5 back in June. To the rollout of the pre-orders, the lack of clarity around uh, like what PlayStation Plus with the PS4 collection actually is, the fact that there were blog posts about uh, like the fact that Miles was coming to PS4 and that Horizon is going to PS4, um, the fact that Jeff Keighley was on Twitter announcing what the launch titles were, even though they had literally just come out of a presentation, like Sony really botched the the announcement and like details piece of their, their presentation. So while I love the presentation, there were just so many things in it that I had questions about. And it's weird to me that they weren't just addressed in the conference itself or in the presentation itself, rather than having Jeff Keighley and like just different blog posts from different regions of the world announcing what some of these things were. So I think, you know, in comparison to what we saw with Microsoft setting a specific date for pre-orders, um, you know, detailing things like Game Pass um, and maybe some of the more nuanced stuff that I was curious about just from a, from a you know, selling me on next gen standpoint. I think Microsoft did a little bit of a better job, um, but Sony knows it's bread and butter and that's games. And that's exactly what it showed off in this presentation, all of which looked impressive to me. So I'm happy with both, but I will say that I was like, very disappointed by the fact that I had so many questions leaving this and I was listening to the kind of funny podcast after, um, after the presentation. And, uh, even they like were, they were, they were trying to react to the presentation only to find out that pre-orders went live while they were recording out of nowhere, even though they were announced to be the next day sold out during the time that they were recording. They found out Demon's Souls is a launch title. I heard Greg Miller react to that the same way that I did, which is what, like, why did we only hear about that via press release? Um, and then just some other stuff that I guess was just kind of rolling out and they were reacting to it. So very strange rollout. I would have loved to have seen just dates like explicitly stated in the conference. But I mean, Sony's Sony, Sony, they, they made the decision that they made. I don't know necessarily Sony's why they Sony. made it, but that's it. So presentation, I'm giving it an A, uh, everything else outside of that giant F in terms of like the rollout and their information um, distribution. I thought that was really, really poorly handled. Just Quick question: Wouldn't you give the presentation an F, but give the gameplay an A, like the in that way? Because the presentation was missing everything, so the presentation wasn't good. But what they showed, you were stoked on. I, I get, no. I get what you're saying because if that stuff didn't come out after, then it's still not a part of the presentation, anyways. That yeah, that's kind of. I mean, the way I look at it is like the presentation was great, but like why roll out information in such like a, a broken up way after the fact when you could have just either had it, you know, concisely put into yeah, one or blog just post. make a post show, a post show. 
That's that's exactly what I'm like. That that's it. That's the whole thing. They could have just released a blog post saying, you know, yeah. this is what the launch titles are. This is what it's going to look like. This is when pre-orders yeah. go live. Instead, it was a combination of Twitter people that were just tweeting other pieces of information, different PlayStation accounts from around the world tweeting pricing information, uh, and then like random websites just randomly saying, hey, pre-orders are available right now. Like I think Walmart's pre-orders went maybe live less than like an hour after the presentation or at least a couple hours after the presentation. So that's the part I took issue with. But if I just watched the stream and just reviewing that, super happy, left super excited, saw the things I wanted to see. We got a price, we got a date. I'm 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 good with everything that came up in that presentation. Beautiful. Gabby. And then God of War. Sorry, my bad. Oh God of War yeah, at the end. Sorry. Yeah, God of War is awesome. coming up. Gabby. Give us your um, uh your thoughts. I I agree with Daniel for, for the most part. Like I thought the presentation was was good i watched like staggered because i was at work when it was live and then i just watched trailers after the fact but um i was extremely shocked with the final 16 being exclusive i do have a gut feeling that it's probably going to be timed who knows for how long but um microsoft always gets square enix games sometime down the road not even just final fantasy but like other um like kingdom hearts and other games like that but Final 16 looked really cool. I, I like the whole setting it's in. I like that they're going back to that fantasy um, feeling of like the roots of Final Fantasy. Um, I'll probably have a PS5 by the time Final Fantasy 16 comes out, whenever it comes out. So I I'll honestly, probably have kids by that time. <laughs> you, you might. <laughs> um, did they? Did, I, I don't remember if they said if they even released the window of when it was coming out, but no, no, Square no Enix, window. No knowing Square Enix, um, it's probably going to be quite some time away, probably with delays with this world that we live in, on top of the way they even do things. Um, it was really cool seeing Harry Potter, um, because I know it leaked. I I believe in 2018, uh, some footage leaked of that game. Um, and then it just disappeared into the night and people thought it was going to get canceled or whatever it may be. Um, so that was cool to see what else was I impressed with. I was, I was really impressed with the Spider-Man trailer. It looked fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like that they're trying to push. It seems like they're trying to push like away from the Peter Parker esque part of the city and like have it feel like it's a diff like completely different yeah, it's um, based in harlem so based it's not in harlem place, like yeah. yeah and the music was really cool uh you saw his mom running for mayor of i guess the borough of harlem where i'm not really familiar with new york but that was really cool didn't really get to see if there was going to be any like mainline um villains it just seemed like purple versus red. And then I don't really know any more than that, but mm -hmm. uh, the graphics were dope. Uh, what else did we see that really stood out? I think the, the other thing was they're kind of counter to game pass, but not really. I feel like, I feel like that being in line with them saying that these games, some of these games are coming out for PlayStation four as well. I'm not sure how much of that might have been forced to them by Microsoft um, being so cross-gen friendly uh, or if that was their plan the whole time. Uh, just because it seems like if you look at the collection that they added to the, what was it called? The, the, an, an addition to your 
your PS Plus subscription. What was the tagline for it? It was like the PS, PS the, the PlayStation collection? collection or so, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of this, most of those games were like if you're already in the like the PlayStation ecosystem and you're playing mainly on PlayStation, there's a good chance you probably played a lot of those games already. So it 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 more it seemed like it, it's for people who had them physical and now they don't have to buy them again type thing in terms of if they wanted to go for the whole digital uh part of the of their of the console that they're releasing um i thought it was cool that they were adding that i mean i haven't played a lot of those games so i i I, i'm one of the people that would take advantage of something like that um but one thing i did want to bring up to you ortega because they did show uh that you touched upon god of war being teased on at the end and they said it was a 2021 release, right? Mm-hmm. That means I would I would assume Horizon is probably coming out in in the spring. I think, and uh, I think the closest thing to it is if you look at Nintendo's 2017, where they had Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Mario Kart. I want to say I think came out that year as well. So they had like their big titles all came out in that first year. Um, and just we kind of heard rumors of it, I want to say about a month ago, that like Sony was going to go big on titles. Like there was going to be some stuff and you were like, well, when is that coming out? Like we'd be surprised by it. That was kind of rumbling. So yeah. I'm not entirely surprised to see that their first year is going to be that strong. But my question is, what do they have after that? Because if they're blowing their load in the first year to have a Horizon title, a God of War title, a Spider-Man game coming out, albeit Spider-Man is like a side title. So obviously Insomniac is probably working on a proper sequel. That's a lot of great franchises to have within your first year. Gran Turismo potentially coming out within that period of time. Demon Souls is coming out within that period of time. Godfall is a console exclusive that I had no interest in and then was reading a little bit about the developer and uh, and feel a little bit better about that game. I'm genuinely curious to see how, how it reviews. Um, but that's a lot for a first year. Like I don't remember a first year being that packed with like, like, yeah like, you know like like cornerstone franchises that really like base your mm-hmm. console like that's an early period of time in the console's life cycle right to have that much coming out um, right so it's it's i i mean i was surprised to see 2021 but at the same time i guess there were rumblings and i wasn't necessarily that surprised that maybe they're trying to go really hard in the first year right and i guess i, I want to ask you one thing one more thing as well but i do sure. i do have to say um, on top of all the things that you mentioned about the whole like debacle post show with all the things that they could have just put after the trailer saying, like, oh, Demon Souls launch title. Because yeah. they, they did the same thing with Spider-Man. They said holiday 2020. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean December or does that mean with, the, with day and day with the, with the console? And then we found out after that it is with the console. But I do have some issues, man, with the with with some of the, I guess, the way they handled their the the way they announced the PS5 and how it is now in terms of like games like Miles Morales and Horizon being PS4 games as well where we were like okay we believe, we're Sony we believe in generations and now they go and yeah. and do something like that it's like what the fuck are you guys saying man like just just like be just just 
tell us what you mean, you know, just. Th- yeah, but here, okay, so here's my stance on that. Like, I agree with you. I think that the whole we believe in generations thing, uh, you look at it now and you go, well, what do you mean you believe in generations if you're bringing this stuff to your older consoles? Because um, I, I, I do, I think it's, a, it's misleading. But I also think that maybe taking inventory over the course of the year to look at, you know, your user base of 110 million people that may not all be able to get their hands on a console this fall, everybody that wants one, um, Spider-Man's a big enough franchise that it's probably going to sell at least three, four million copies on PlayStation 4 if people can't get their hands on a PlayStation 5 this gen. So I don't like the way that they talked about it. I don't necessarily like that they tried to like draw this line in the sand where they believed in generations and Xbox was kind of in this transitional state. But um, I do think that in the grand scheme of things, it's a positive for gamers because more people will be able to play the game. And we praised Xbox for making that move in terms of having like that soft transition. Sony doesn't deserve praise for framing it one way and then maybe backpedaling a little bit, but I do think that they deserve praise for taking a look at their install base and saying, you know, we have 110 million people that own PS4s right now. We're not going to leave you, uh, you know, behind if we can't produce enough consoles, but also, you know, it's, it's a high price point for a lot of families in the middle of a pandemic and going into, you know, economic, um, like turbulent times to be able to release a title and still leave it accessible for people that just love the characters of, you know, Aloy or, or Spider-Man. So I get it. I agree with you, I think from an announcement standpoint, but I do also like the fact that people will be able to play as those characters, even if they can't get their hands on a PS5 this holiday. I agree. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, hopefully it doesn't, my issue with it is that, you know, how long do you do that and build concurrent titles with, last gen and this gen because eventually you know are you bottlenecking your titles and not making them specifically for one platform which is kind of what we talked about with series s this week with the way that they're optimizing um games for that um so i i do think that hopefully by the end of 2021 we stop seeing this like transitional state and they're ready to just say ps5 that's where you got to go to get you know premium god of war or premium spider-man 2 or whatever the case might be and i do think spider-man 2 will be a ps5 exclusive i don't think it'll be um on both consoles yeah so Shane, what are your thoughts? There it is. I mean, I, I don't really have anything to add after both of you went so in depth about everything. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting for Sony to pull all those big names right in the beginning um, of their console cycle. I, like you have to then question, like, are you getting the most out of the system? Which is, I guess why they also went to PS4 as well. It's like, getting something like a launch title later in a console cycle is going to ensure a more powerful game or something that feels more next gen. Because when you're running something that is so close to the beginning of that generation, I find you're always risking this perception of people saying like, this isn't next gen, this isn't next gen enough. What's the difference. And if it's just an upgraded frame rate and you can get that on another console or you can get that on the older console, it may not be enough for people. So it's interesting for me that they're pushing all of these big titles that they have so early in the cycle when they could spread them out a little bit further, work on them deeper and, and kind of keep driving that and keep giving people what that next gen experience looks like. Um, I think the gameplay for everyone, I think was great. I, I have no interest in final fantasy. I've made that clear many times, so that doesn't speak to me, but it's great. I'm great. Like happy that it works for both of you guys. <laughs> um, they said it is console exclusive only and it is to come to other consoles I read in the future. Which, so, which Final Fantasy? Yeah. They revealed that it's PlayStation console exclusive. Yeah, but only for time. And then can they come never to other. said time. They haven't said so time yet. From the screenshot that I saw, 
from the announcement, it wasn't in the it wasn't in the actual um, conference. But if you watch the trailer on YouTube, there's an asterisk beside the console exclusive, and then it says may come to other consoles after a period of time. So I might be wrong. I might have got fooled, like okay. people who got fooled by that. I um, I, I, I would guess the same thing. thing. Like, Square but, Enix usually releases their games yeah. on Xbox a lot later in the. In... I I don't think you're gonna see those days really anymore with third party games. I think people will call it like a generational exclusive if it's something where it's this is all you're gonna get on this generation. Like console exclusive these days doesn't mean much from from what I've have seen. Um. But the only the only thing I would say, just as a as a as a counter to that, is that we had this discussion about the exclusive Spider-Man content, and it's kind of backwards that we're looking at this and saying, well, this is eventually what's going to happen, when they had the exact same framing and 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 revealed were kind of the same way. So I'm not pointing. I like yeah. I, I I do. I'm think just basing the same it off of you, the Shane? screenshot that I saw where it said that it may come to other consoles at the time. Again, that might be false information, and if that is, I take it back. But I would still have that same state of mind with the Spider-Man argument anyways. Um, but when it comes to, to that, I think it's I think it's great that they had a good showing. Again, I, I, I maybe would have said, like, is God of War a full game? Did they announce if it's a full game? Or is it like a Miles Morales-type God of War side expansion? They no. haven't said yet. Yeah, and so that was going to be actually is my that, question. Is that what we're getting? I was curious about God that, too. Like, is that, is that now Sony's thing? Is, like, they're going to have a, a main huge blockbuster game a side game to keep you in the game like keep you in that sort of environment keep you interested in the franchise and then another big game kind of like halo had like halo odst halo reach halo 3 halo 4 like you had like these these you had your main moments. line and then you had your subsidiary yeah games. exactly yeah. so like I, Which I'm, I'm, thinking I'm super down for more, if they're a fucking yeah, quality 100 dude if you're yeah. in, if you're into the game if you're into yeah. the lore of the game you want to play those games so 100%. i get it totally 100 i think um I think I just wish console manufacturers on both sides were more clear and honest about everything. Obviously, like we talked about, I think it's super shitty. It's so weird to me that the best console release strategy was one that wasn't even released. It was one that was leaked and then confirmed. Like I found that that strategy worked better for me than what we saw coming from Sony. And I think that might have just been the panic of Xbox or whatever the case may have been. But it was very weird announcement. And like you said, the trickle down of like having to go to different sources to get the information was weird. Um, but I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there now, but I think Sony just, if they had a post show and just announce it on the post show, just like how when Xbox had their original thing, the pre-show people were like, the pre-show is better than the actual Xbox show. Like, it's so strange to me that sometimes you get those moments. And I think Sony had that opportunity where after they could have had Jeff Keighley on a post show and just been like, bang, 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 bang instead of having him like tweet out these things like yeah. oh i guess this is coming oh i guess pre-orders are live here oh i missed my pre-. like yeah and it's so strange to me that you have like these huge video game journalists and personalities who are like i can't get my hands on the playstation 5 i'm missing all the pre-orders like that's so crazy to me so and then here i am with like five pre-orders yeah, i feel 10. bad i'm so sorry that's wild man that's <laughs> yeah. wild so but yeah my my sorry Cortega, but like yeah my my like because you mentioned the kind of funny podcast I was listening to as well. And Tim Geddes, I think it was who was mentioning it. He has a feeling it might be uh, like a Miles Morales, my Miles Morales, my Miles Morales slash lost legacy like type game. Right. So I'd be cool with that. that that'd be dope. 
Yeah, I mean, as long as you can, to Shane's point, like, because if you can, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that because it's been over, th- it'll be over three years by the time that, uh, by the time that it comes out, uh, God of War came out in May, March, 2018. So it'll be past the three year mark. If it you, comes you out don't, past- you don't think that game needs more than three years? No, I don't think so. I think they probably had an idea going into it of what they needed, and they probably they probably had the hardware from last year. They probably had a dev, dev kit from last year to start working on. Sony Santa Monica doesn't make other games, so what else would they have been working on for the last year and a half, two years? Maybe they took a break because you know because people need breaks. I don't know. Sure, but I, but that's still like let's say that they took a year off. That's still a, a year of development and still another year of development in the future, assuming that you know they already had their kit and their engine kind of built. Um, so that's my thought process. I think three years is more than enough to be able to create a full-fledged sequel. Because um, if you look at Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2 will be... I mean, sorry, Spider-Man came out in late 2018. We're already getting another Spider-Man title, albeit kind of an in-between. But I still think that Spider-Man 2 will probably be out by 2022 at the latest, four years after. And that's only because it had kind of a break in the middle. Um, but that's just me. Like, that's that, that's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of a middle-of-the-way thing, but I do think the timeline lines up for it to be another mainline title. Yeah. Um, and there's always a possibility it gets pushed back, too. Right? Like, we see 2021 now, but we saw nothing else other than Ragnarok is coming. So there's not really a lot of information from that. They pulled a Nintendo, for sure. They did, yeah. It was very much a Nintendo-esque announcement. Um, the last thing I kind of wanted to, to, you know, you mentioned it. Um, we didn't really talk about the console at all. We're talking about the games, but I think the 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 pricing strategy is uh i was i was wrong straight up like i thought that the console sorry the disc version and that the um the digital version were going to be maybe 30 or 40 dollars different um 130 dollars canadian difference and so what what i'm impressed with here is you look at the series s the series s is the most like the most inferior like spec wise of all of the next gen consoles by a pretty wide margin comes in at 379 we talked about the value proposition that it is to parents and stuff like that for 120 dollars more you're getting an entry point into like specs that are are similar to the xbox series x the premium version of that console um and then you're undercutting essentially the 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 uh, series x by a hundred dollars so you kind of live in this middle space where i think that that digital console that pricing strategy is probably really good i think it would have been even better if it was like 449 but 499 is a pretty good pricing structure to be a hundred dollars under the flagship console that you're directly competing against um but only 120 dollars more than one that you know we learned this past week that series s is really going to only be running optimized titles that are current gen optimized like series uh sorry one x optimized titles it will be running one s optimized titles on the series s if i'm right right chain i think that that's what we were reading about yeah so yeah from what i read is like xbox x optimized stuff and it it makes sense because anything that's ox god i can't even speak these stupid naming structure yeah the naming structure is awful (laughs) so any xbox one x no any xbox one x optimized game will not work on an xbox series s because an xbox one x optimized game is 4k and the xbox series s does not support 4k the game will work it just won't be optimized in the same way that it is for the that's literally that's the next point that i'm getting to it's It's a separate version yeah so I'm so happy you cut me off before I could get to that point to tell me that it will work as that's where I was going. So thank <laughs> you for that, Gabby. I really you, appreciate it. The way you worded was not good, dude. Well, I think that's just your opinion, man. And okay. I appreciate that about you. All right. 
So with that, the way that I'm looking at it is you've come in $100 less than what your flagship console is that you're directly up against. I think the pricing strategy is stupid on the on the physical co copy. The fact that we're paying $30 more, even though American retail is the same on both of these consoles, is beyond me. And as somebody that's buying the physical edition of the PS5, I'm, it's shitty. It's 30 bucks more that I really don't think that we should be paying, but that's besides <laughs> the fact. Um, I think the pricing strategy of the digital console is perfect. I think you're able to undercut Xbox, and that's the console that you're ultimately, three years down the line, people are going to be talking about Series X. I don't think the Series S is going to be... Um, like it's going to be as pivotal at that point in time. I think people that have the Series S that might buy it this holiday are probably going to be looking at next gen um, or like a true next gen console, maybe two or three years down the line. Um, I don't. So I, think I, they, I don't know if they will be, man. I think honestly, I do think that the pricing strategy is still smart. Don't get me wrong, but I do think that there will be a desire for people to be able to play 4K as 4K becomes more more prominent and. The Series S is still an entry point. I don't think it's going to be the main point of contact for people's next gen two or three years down the line when people see running, sorry, Halo 5 running on a Series X and it's running so much better than the version that's going to be running on Series S. Because if the Series S optimized versions are good, not great, and they're just kind of, you know, up, upscaled versions of the, of the current gen versions of those games, whatever that means, I do think that there will be people that will, will pivot and, and look at the Series X and go, if I want a next-gen gaming experience, I need Series X or I need the PS5. So I, I do think it's going to be a halfway measure for some people. Um, and I think if you're going to jump into next-gen gaming, like you now have an option in between Series X and the Series S, which is the PS4 Digital Edition for if an extra hundred bucks. One. If you can find yeah. one. Well, I mean, Walmart put up pre-orders. You could still pre-order from directly from PlayStation Direct as of today if you if you were invited to that program. And it seems like there's going to be more of them available at launch than there were PS4. So I th that's promising from a supply right. standpoint. But right, but you're they're not really specifying which SKU, right? They've already reported that the digital version is going to have a lot less than the disc version. Yeah, available. which is yeah, and that's I mean. Those were the ones that sold out first on the websites that I got my pre-orders from as well. So it'll be interesting. But I do think, just from a strictly pricing standpoint, I, I think that they they nailed their pricing strategy. I think it would have been perfect if they were, if they were at four forty nine because they would have been like like they probably would have moved some people that were considering Series S up to the digital only PlayStation Five. But I think four ninety nine to come in at a hundred dollars under your direct competitor with a digital only console, um, you know, with something like. The, uh, the PlayStation Plus um, PS4 collection that's going to allow people like you, Gabby, to be able to play games that they didn't play on the PS4 for their next-gen consoles. That's a pretty big move. And um, and I think, you know, time is going to tell us how that works out. But um, I am I am surprised that there's that much of a disparity between the, the price of the Series S and the PS5 digital and the Series X. Okay, well, thank you all. <laughs> Again, thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, we tried out a new format. If you dug it, let us know. Leave us a review. Send us a message on Instagram at the slice to. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you, myself, of course, most of all, for being on this podcast. Any last thoughts from you, Daniel, besides trying to find a buyer for all your pre orders? No, just, uh, yeah, thank you guys for being scapegoats for our new format. Um, hopefully, uh, you guys have feedback for us on it. Um, if there's questions that you kind of want to throw at us uh, that are like appetizers, as we called them here, or as we've called them on toppings in the past, throw them our way. Instagram, um, Twitter, at the slice to you guys know where to find us we've got tons of you know not tons of content but we've got some funny photos and stuff like that on there so we'd love to hear what your thoughts are um and then we'll uh, we'll hopefully be able to answer some of those questions um or at least discuss some of those questions on future podcasts 
And I think you meant guinea pigs, not scapegoats. Scapegoats is someone you blame. But thank you, Daniel. You're right. I and did Gabby, mean guinea pigs. I'm Gabby, sorry. Gabby, go ahead. What, any last thoughts from you, buddy, on the clear glasses day, the day that you celebrate your new glasses? No, no it's been fun. I like the new format. I hope everyone else liked it as well. So, I hope you all can see clearly now. And uh, it's been a slice. It's been a slice. Bye. Bye.